You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. Playing without that starting point guard, Jalen Brunson, who missed uh, Thursday night's game with a non-COVID illness. The Knicks notched one of their most important wins of the season. New York scooped by the Miami Heat, 106-104. It was a seesaw battle. It saw a big run by both teams. New York would go up double digits in the fourth quarter. But surprise, surprise, Miami hung tough, kept the game close, kept it very interesting down the stretch. The Knicks made some major blunders in the last minute of this game that almost gave Miami a chance to win. They did have a chance to win at the at the buzzer. Tyler Hero missed a corner three that hit back iron that allowed the Knicks to secure this one. The Knicks were led by R.J. Barrett, who had a bounce-back performance after his benching against Los Angeles. He had 30 points in this game. Newly minted all-star drillers, Julius Randle added 23-10. and 10. For the Heat, Bam Adebayo, who was spectacular last night. I mean, Bam, man, you want to talk about a guy who cemented why he needs to be an all-star, why he was an all-star? Bam was sensational. He had 32 in this one in the loss for Miami. New York now is 28-25 and 25 on the season. One game back of the coveted sixth seed that is currently held by the Miami Heat. So this was a very important win as the Knicks kind of start off this head-to-head duel with the Heat moving forward. Um, they have three more games left to go in this season, so plenty more matchups that could be critical for that sixth and final clinched playoff spot. You had the play-in situation where you can still get into the playoffs, but, of course, you got to win some some uh, some high-intense, high-leverage games in order to get in. So you want to get that sixth spot and avoid that situation. So, Tommy, how did the Knicks pull this one off without Jalen Brunson? Huge win for the Knicks. An ugly win but a win nonetheless, as we've said many times this season. Um, yeah. On uh, April 9th or whatever date the season ends, they're not going to ask you how many how, how they looked. And get, there's no uh, aesthetically pleasing category. There's just W's and L's, and the Knicks yep. got a W yesterday. Um, obviously, Julius Randle played really well. Um, we'll discuss him at, in length um, a little bit later in the second segment yeah. when we talk a little bit about the All-Star stuff. Big game for, for obviously, R.J. Barrett. Um, bounce back after getting benched the end of the um, final 12 minutes of, of uh, uh, regulation and into overtime uh, Tuesday against the Lakers. I'm going to take it a little bit different, though. I'm going to start yeah. two minutes left in the third quarter. Jimmy Butler hits a, hits a layup. Heater up 69-66. Three-point lead, two minutes left in the third. Nick fans are nervous, and they should be. Because the Knicks bench, and obviously, you know, with, with two, you know, ten minutes into the into the second half, you, it's about time you got to start yanking starters. Randall's running out of gas. Um, you know, Barrett's slowing down, and the Knicks bench was badly outplayed in the first half. Miami outscored Miami reserves outscored the Knicks reserves twenty to five, outscored them by fifteen points. Mm. And this shouldn't be surprising because when IQ played really well as a starter replacing Brunson earlier in the season, but the bench is abominable without, uh, especially when you take IQ out. Even with IQ in the lineup as as their most productive bench player, um, they're near the bottom of the league in in most uh, statistical categories. When you slide IQ into the starting lineup, now you're really at a deficit there. So I'm thinking Knicks down three, two minutes to go in the third. Is Miami really going to go on a run here and put this game out of reach? As it turns out, the opposite happens. Yeah. Uh, Deuce McBride knocks down a big three pointer. Pair of free throws from iHeart, pair of free throws from Evan Fournier. Knicks go up by five, uh, take that lead in the fourth quarter. First possession, fourth quarter, Obi hits a three. Uh, a minute later, Deuce, another big three. 
next two in, in, over the next couple of Knicks possessions, Obi hits a nice little fadeaway from 15 feet out near the foul line, and then gets a layup um, with uh, so so with about six minutes, uh, eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. Knicks are up 90 to 81. As we know, the Knicks need some breathing room. Uh, they because they're going to give back some points um, in in the in the fourth quarter. Um, and Miami, as it happens, is one of the best come from behind teams in the fourth quarter um, in the entire league. I think it's nine games they've won when, when trailing by double digits. Um, so they, 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 they have a propensity to fall behind and then come back late. You know, Jimmy Butler, you know, gets focused and, and et cetera. Um, so to me, obviously, we'll talk about the crazy final minutes and possessions, et cetera. Um, but to me, the Knicks had an opportunity, they would have lost that game had they, you know, I, I thought they, and I thought they were, I, if, if you ask me honestly, I thought they probably were going to lose that game in that little six minute stretch there, bridging the the, the end of the third to the start of the fourth. So uh, I thought a, a lot of credit goes to the guys topping McBride, even Fournier had some, yeah, made some shots, you know, played a little bit better defensively. Hartenstein has yeah. been really good, um, continued his solid play of late. Um, so I thought, it, it, oh, I just didn't want it to get lost in the mix, how important that little stretch of time was. Yeah, it was. I mean, like you said, the, the bench got completely washed in that first half. And it looked like, oh, man, whenever this bench comes in, it's going to be a problem. And a lot of people <laughs> saw how the Knicks started off kind of slow in that in that uh, third quarter. And then the bench guys come in and every four days come in. And you're like, oh, man, uh, the Heat may run away with this one now. And they held serve and they really battled. They picked it up defensively. They made some shots when they needed to. So uh, much credit to the bench for picking it up in the second half. I mean, Deuce McBride going three for three, two for Huge. two from three. I mean that's that's massive. I mean you know you're you're not expecting to get anything from Deuce McBride. So you get eight points on three shots, no misses. Uh, you know that's that's awesome. You know two assists. I'll, I'll go along with that. That's a huge game. Evan Fournier, terrible defensively still. He made one three, but struggled with his shot. But did have four assists. So he had some assists. He had a big steal that actually led to a foul that allowed him to get some free throws. So. Um, so in, at the end of the third quarter, so so he 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 contributed. Uh, he's it's crazy how much he's fallen off from last season, but the fact that he was able to, to contribute something in that in that second half was critical. And like you said, Isaiah Hardenstein, ten rebounds off the bench, twenty nine minutes. It's like I said before, it really does feel like he is starting to play like the player Tibbs wanted him to be. Now it's not his game per se, but the way he's defending the rim, the way he's uh, throwing his body around. Um, the way he's attacking the class, both in the offensive glass and the defensive glass, he had four offensive rebounds in this game. I mean, he was a, he was a beast on on the glass. You get four offensive rebounds, twenty nine minutes. That's exceptional. So, uh, credit to the bench. Obi Toppin came in, brought in a lot of energy. So, great job by them. And and real quick, just because you mentioned Obi and, and Hardenstein yeah. there, finally. The, Tibbs is using those guys, putting those guys at the nail, which is the center of the free throw, and and against the zone, yeah. especially against the zone. It's it's taken them fifty plus games and two plus years, but finally it looks like they figured out a way to beat the zone, get the ball into the middle of the floor, and have those guys spray the ball out towards the corners. Um, and and both of those guys had took turns and at least a couple of possessions. And and Miami plays a ton of zone, and the Knicks were relatively yeah. effective against it last night. So hopefully we'll see that going forward. Yeah, that was critical because we know how much the Knicks have struggled with zone defense. And here you're playing against maybe the best zone defense in the league. I mean, Miami plays zone regularly, essentially. And they're they're one of the best defensive teams in the league. So, like, I mean, this seemed like a terrible matchup once Miami started sitting in that zone. And you saw what happened in the first half. You're like, oh, here we go again. 
And second half, they seem to have something for Miami. We saw Harden sign and, and, and Toppin, as you mentioned, be effective in that nail position. Toppin hit a turnaround fadeaway. Harden sign made some plays from there, whether he dishing it out or scoring. So credit to Tibbs for making that adjustment finally after, again, two years of watching this nonsense of them being able to score, not being able to score against zones. We talk about the play of R.J. Barrett. I got to say, I, I really think he deserves a lot of credit. Now, it was not a perfect game. He did have five turnovers. Um, defensively, I thought he kind of he kind of killed the Knicks in the start of that fourth quarter because they got up and he made some defensive lapses on Tyler Hero. Actually, it might be in the third quarter, actually. Um, Hero made three straight threes. Uh, two of them were R.J. Barrett just seemingly either slow to react or not paying attention to Hero, and that allowed the Heat to kind of get quickly right back into the game. Uh, Hero went on a 9-0 run by himself. So Barrett had some struggles defensively, but I want to stress the positive because when you have a game like you had against Los Angeles where he was killing the Knicks defensively, where his offense was hit or miss to say the least, to come back against a, another really good team in Miami, a game where everybody's looking at you because you didn't talk to the press, you talked about, you, you made it clear that you were unhappy with how that other game ended, to finish with 30 points, to help close this game out, it wasn't a great last minute of the game once the Heat switched Jimmy Butler onto him. And I think he's got to be better at anticipating how the Heat are going to defend him differently once he gets going. Um, they started blitzing the screens more. They were trying hard, to their credit, to get the switch on to Tyler Hero. Um, Jimmy Butler and the Heat knowing how to play defense and being as uh, seasoned as they are, they did not allow RJ to get those switches. And it caused some possessions where they didn't really get much out of them. Um, but up until that point, he had some big bastards to keep the Knicks ahead of me. Some of these finishes, the left-hand finish, I know he's left-handed, but some of these finishes where he's like diving into the crowd almost and scooping it up and getting it in. I mean, he was spectacular. He didn't make any three-pointers, but his ability to, to continue to attack the paint and realize that well, there was Kyle Lowry guarding him, which was a bizarre decision by Eric Spolcher to me to start the game. I think that helped hard to get into a rhythm. He's playing against a guy who's six-one if he's lucky. Um, or Tyler Hero, some of these matchups, he knew these guys were food. You know, Gabe Vince is a decent defender, but he, Gabe Vince is a 6'2". So he just taking these guys into the paint. He was bullying them all night, and he had a really big game. So I, I definitely want to give R.J. Barrett his flowers because the Knicks needed this one. He was the best player on the floor for the Knicks. Bayern was the best player overall. But R.J. Barrett, they wouldn't have won this game without him for sure. Um, R.J., a huge bounce back game. The thing you like about Barrett, and you liked it since the second he got here, is he'll play awful for 47 minutes and hit a big bucket down the stretch. He'll miss his first seven shots, feel confident taking his eighth. Um, he'll have a bad month and come back with a great three weeks. Um, uh, uh, Tibbs talked about it after the game. The thing I love about RJ is I always believe he's going to bounce back, um, and, and that's what we saw um, after that game. So credit to him. Um, as you know, there were some, some defensive deficiencies, um, which unfortunately we've come to expect at this point, the hero yeah. hero nine Oh run was incredibly frustrating. Barrett dies on a screen. Sims goes into drop coverage. Um, yeah. and they also gave up an easy three pointer to Struess when you can't give up a three pointer. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk yeah. about that in the, in the closing seconds. Um, but the, so, you know, RJ was, uh, a net minus one in the game. He was the only starter that that posted a net, you know, a plus minus negative. Um, but like you said, 
the uh, and he then he did have those turnovers in the closing seconds. But the Knicks yeah. wouldn't have been in a position to win, you know, to 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 give up those turnovers and still win if it, he didn't put the team on his back offensively in the second half with no Brunson in the lineup. The Knicks knew they needed RJ to step up, and he did just that. To me, the key was his approach and his mentality, uh, particularly in the second half. The best version of RJ is the aggressive version of RJ. He can knock down some threes, and he'll go through a stretch where he shoots 40% from three, but he's never going to be a knockdown elite three-point shooter. So he's going to have to be, finish better at the rim and just as importantly, attack the rim, get to the free throw line, attack the basket. It's exactly what he did. First half, he was 4'11 from the floor, uh, and not coincidentally, he took four three-pointers and missed all three of them. Second half, made a clear, determined effort to attack the 10. He took 12 shots in the second half. 11 of them were in the paint. 10 of them were right at the rim. Um, he made yeah. nine of those short, nine of those shots, scored 20 points on just 12 attempts. Um, that's the RJ that the Knicks need to see. And one other thing, um, because yeah. you mentioned it, I had seen Lowry's. I, I haven't watched a ton of Heat this year. I've you know seen games here and there, and I've seen Lowry's numbers. They look awful, and I've heard Heat fans yep. bellyache um, about you know how how poorly he's played. It did not prepare me for just how washed he looked last night. I mean, he looked, <laughs> he looked acid washed, bro. Like, he looked, <laughs> I made him look like he was in quicksand, you know, trying Barrett going around him yeah. like a traffic cone. Um, I don't know what did he do with that situation. You know, it's funny, you know, we, we'll, we'll talk about the Kyrie and so, can they yeah. get can they get some type of point guard? You know, if anybody's in a heat culture can turn Kyrie around. I don't know. But um, if you're a heat fan and you're, you know, you want to, or if you have a bet on the heat to make a run of the final or something like that, you got to hope that they address that point guard position um, because that is that maybe, you know, again, maybe Lowry's dealing with a little nagging injury. Um, you know, yeah. he, he just didn't play his best game. We will see the heat three more times over the next two months. Um, but that was not uh, encouraging from a, from a heat fan perspective. Yeah, I I felt like the Kyrie the, the Kyle Lowry signing I thought was highly overrated when it happened, and then the the comments that happened I actually got some some heat no pun intended from I think Heat fans when I tweeted like it, it, at the end of the season you know they lost and Lowry was not good in the playoffs and uh, you know Eric Spolster's up there saying you know well you know we know next year he's gonna get in the best shape of his life and we expect a, a different Kyle Lowry and I'm like and maybe he just has to say that. But that sound is so delusional to me, even in June when he's talking about that, that. I actually had to, like, do a double take. I'm like, Kyle Lowry's, like, 36, 37? How are you expecting him to get into the best shape of his life at this point in his career and turn into the old Kyle Lowry? And watching that game on Thursday night, it was wild because we've seen Kyle Lowry a lot. He plays in, He played a long time in the Atlantic Division against the Knicks so you're watching him four times a year he's an Iron Man he's a guy who usually plays every night doesn't miss a lot of games and I mean he usually kills the Knicks so anytime you know Lowry gets the ball typically I kind of already have to kind of hold my breath because I'm anticipating a big three happening somewhere a big charge happening somewhere like he the the Knicks never beat Toronto as we know and <laughs> we've seen this year and they never beat them when Kyle Lowry was running the point for them so when Speaking, you watch he, that he, game that, that night it was like what is going on there? He's kind of like that uh, a Heat, you know, another Heat point guard, Tim Hardaway. He always seemed to play his best against yeah. the Knicks, you know. With and the other thing about Lowry, um, you mentioned the contract. He's making twenty eight point three million this season and is doing another twenty nine point seven million next season. So when you think of value, you know, you think about Jalen Brunson getting five million dollars, you know, millions of dollars less than that. Um, it, it, it goes to show you, and then, and the Heat also have a. 
Duncan Robinson, the two of those guys combined, Lowry Robinson, will make $48 million next year. And then Robinson still has another two years and $39 million uh, left on his deal. So um, Pat Riley, uh, you hate to see it for such a nice guy, seems to be a little bit of trouble out there down in South Beach. Yeah, yeah, very humble, very yeah, trustworthy yeah, yeah. guy, Pat Riley. Right. Um, yeah, he's definitely made some mistakes that this hard to erase right now for this team. And, you know, I guess credit to him that he's able to kind of find some replacements, whether it be a Max yeah. Drews, whether some of these unheralded guys that they find. They, it seems like these guys just fall off a, 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 you know, fall off a truck somewhere and they yeah. give him a heat uniform and they can distribute it. Highsmith was playing yesterday. I'm like, I don't know who this guy is, but he's making plays. It's like, I don't know where they find him. I think it's eight undrafted players in the rotation. If I'm Miami, I'm starting Gabe Vincent. Uh, seriously considering starting Gabe Vincent right. over Lowry at this point because again, Lowry, I, we'll you know we'll see. But that's yeah, yeah. That was yeah I mean, he's Gabe Vincent can defend a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it's it's a problem. Miami's gonna have to address that. And when we talk about uh, as we wrap this up and here the the final minute of this game, I think in some ways like this game was very interesting. I'm glad the Knicks won, but it almost felt like this was watching the Knicks of. 2021 2022 or even 2020 2021 um where it was essentially like them just trying to hold on uh for dear life and because they don't have a real point guard the turn the ball over left and right like julius Randle had seven turnovers rj barrett had five turnovers the knicks were a low turnover team had 17 in this game because a heat team that can turn you over um because that defense it was the zone and stuff can be confusing but uh it was kind of just hold on for dear life and that's continued to be a problem now We've seen even with Jalen Brunson, they've had problems closing games. Now, not hasn't necessarily been because of turnovers. It's usually just been because the offense has been kind of like meandering. But at last night can, it was like it just, at, at least they can inbound the ball when they have Brunson on, on, the, on the court. That, that's that's one benefit of having an actual point guard. Yeah, inbound the ball, things that they can actually do, simple things they can they can simple plays they can make they can they can do even if they don't get good shots. Um, even if the, the inbounds is just giving it to Julius Randle in the corner against Anthony Davis, they can at least get the ball in. Um, exactly. And, and one other thing on that closing moments, yeah. and we're going to give Julius some flowers when we talk about his all-star yeah. birth. Um, obviously, the turnover is frustrating. But to me, uh, the maybe the greater sin was dunking the ball with five seconds left after, oh, yeah. after that Grimes. If he just dribbles into the corner, game's over. You know, there's know. absolutely no reason to go for a basket right there. Um, you know, and yeah. it almost came back to bite him. Yeah, and it's funny because I saw someone tweet that, and like in the moment, like I'm just happy the Knicks are going to secure this win. By the way, a crazy, crazy scenario: the Knicks turnover, he turnover, Knicks turnover, then they get it back. Crazy scenario, but like you know, Julius finishes with the dunk. You know, it was a, it was a, it was a tough, hard fought game. So you think, okay, this is the end. But then someone said, oh, why did you just dribble it out? And then I looked at the replay. There is no heat in the nobody, back. nobody, nobody's near him. Nope. And there's you know, only about four seconds left. He easy could have just dribbled to the corner and nobody would have been around him. So, yeah, you wish he had a little more wherewithal there. I think the adrenaline of, of thinking that right. game was going to slip away and them getting that steal. Great play. Great hustle by Isaiah Hardenstein, who, for whatever reason, during the season, I think so many times I've seen him not get that loose ball. Yes. Like times where it looks like he's just stuck in quicksand. <laughs> Somehow he found the Jets to get to that loose ball outrunning one of those heat guards. Um, to get it, and 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 it made a great play to get it over to Quentin Grimes. Grimes again, maybe should have held it, gave it to Julius, who then dunked the ball. And um, and then look defensively, again, I, I Clyde said it. I don't know how Struess gets open so easily for that three at the top of the corner, at that top of the key. Like you, you know, they need a three, and you know he's a deadly shooter. Like he's the guy that nobody should be leaving. And if you get picked, you got to switch. Somehow he gets a wide open look. That didn't make any sense. I also. And I said it during while I was watching the game. I kind of thought 
to be honest, RJ's gotten in this position where I'm taking him out in the last position of the game. Like, I, he's guarding Tyler Hero. Why was that? Uh, Tyler Hero is the guy I was probably most afraid of, of getting a shot off, and who had had his moments against RJ in this game, even though RJ was cooking him as well. Hero had 20, 25 points in this one. I'm like, why isn't Deuce in the game? I said it a lot. I'm like, why isn't Deuce in the game? Like, like to me, like, you're trying to win this game. I'm not caring about feelings. You didn't care about feelings against LA. So yep. you, you damn sure shouldn't care about feelings. Now, this is a game you absolutely have to win. I'm saying, hey, RJ, you played great. Come sit, stand next to me. If this is goes into overtime, something will put you back in. But we need our best defensive players on the floor. I wanted to see Deuce McBride guarding Hero in that possession, not uh, RJ Barrett. And I think it almost cost him because RJ, you know, who I think is a little slow-footed, Carroll just runs right past him, beats him. He gets screened. Thankfully, Julius was uh, paying attention and was able to get a, a pretty decent contest. But it wasn't like he was all over him. Hero had a good look at that. He just missed, you know. So um, the end of the end of end of game execution continues to be a problem. But the Knicks did squeak this one out. And they did play extremely hard without their leader uh, Jalen Brunson. So credit with credit to Knicks win this one. Like I said, they go to. 28 and 25 on the season, one game back of the Miami Heat for the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference.